hello welcome back to things you should know politics edition i am your host jamila coming from kingston jamaica a little bit rainy today but guess what it is not going to rain on our podcast because we are one here educated and full of vibes now today i have a really good friend with me from high school michaela tell everyone what's up michaela hello 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 welcome to the podcast thank you for joining it's good to be here good to be here as always and we're going to learn a little bit more about politics today and we know that the political scene all over the world right now is really popping you know we have the blm protest in america we have a lot of counter protests to that we have protests against vaccines against masks right now we're having a lot of free palestine protests happening in new york and many other locations across the world the hong kong protests all sorts of things you know michaela right it is a very contentious and political time all over the world yeah man um definitely definitely but today we are going to be discussing that is essential to all of these protests and a common recurring theme so michaela today our our topic is bottom-up transitions and we will specifically be focusing on protest size slash threshold so when you hear bottom-up right what do you think when you hear about bottom-up transition in terms of protest i nothing comes to me complete blank slate but political threshold like i can sort of kind of put two and two together or protest threshold sorry i misspoke yeah man so i know what a threshold is which is basically the minimum of whatever so if we're talking about a protest threshold then i can infer from the title it's how many people need to be in a specific area before someone or a group of individual joins the protest yeah man perfectly said so a lot of these bottom-up transitions which means that it starts from like the bottom of society or you know the people the general public people like me or you not really anybody up top so you know it wouldn't be like the prime minister or any of those officials it's starting with the regular citizens like me and grassroots activism yeah man exactly so it's starting from the bottom going up but what do a lot of these bottom-up thresholds have protest so you perfectly stated it with the protest threshold because we know that in a lot of cases it needs these mass movements you know the the hundreds to thousands of people moving together in a protest you know they're out there they're picketing we've seen you know burning buildings we've seen you know storm i mean storming the capitol building because we all know what happened in january i'm saying right don't remind me about how the white people got into a <laughs> oh my goodness yes you know very controversial the storming of the capital but all of these things have something in common which is that protest threshold so i'm going to be explaining this a little bit more in depth so for the protest, right. i'm listening yeah. okay thank you so for our protest threshold the definition that i have from my comparative politics class with my amazing professor mrs mcclendon big up mrs mcclendon that's all caribbean people say shout out and feel good big, big up, up. Miss McClendon, wherever she there. big up wherever you're there so the protest special can be described as what what number or 
what amount of people as you describe that an individual is willing to reveal their true preference right because we know in a society for example a society that is under autocratic regime so for example in um north korea you can't really freely talk about the government like that but if there's a protest how many people do you see protesting before you are comfortable you know going out and saying yeah man i can show that i don't necessarily support this regime right mm-hmm. and if the protest threshold distribution is just right so maybe i need to see one person you need to see five people some people need to see hundreds thousands of people before they come out and speak about it if the protest threshold distribution is just right it can cause what we call a revolutionary cascade so say i need to see one person you need to see two tom needs to see three jenny needs to see four and it keeps going like that before you know it hundreds to thousands of people will be protesting right but it yeah. all starts with that one person and i'm going to call that person the vanguard which is the term that we use in my politics classes but in the caribbean we said that is a goodie them brave that is a good person they don't need anybody else don't michaela with them type on them head fighting the good fight fighting the good fight they're picketing they are the one right there up by themselves i can think of a good example would be greta thunberg the little girl who was going out out to the um steps of the government building building. yep sitting on all by herself with her little sign she would be what we would call the vanguard because she didn't need to see anybody else out there before she started to protest right right yeah man so that goodie, because we've said Greta Thunberg is a goodie for that. Up, up, big up, Greta, anywhere you're there. Anywhere, you know, you've really started a whole movement. And that is a great example of a revolutionary cascade. So Greta was that vanguard. She was that person who just faced it head on. She didn't need anybody else. And eventually the people around her started to join her. So at the start, it was her out there for a couple of weeks by herself. And then more and more and more people started to join. And you see now, Greta is at, she's traveling the world. She's speaking at places at the UN. She's going all around the world, speaking to all of these people who have rallied around her. She has millions of Instagram followers. So we see this is a perfect example of a revolutionary cascade, right? Yes. So we really see how it works from the bottom up and how just our collective voices can really cause some great change because you'll see a lot of pressure being put on places like the UN, a lot of these governments to be like, you know, for this greater example, we're really not doing right by the world and the world has provided so much for us in terms of our natural resources and we have to be using it better because when they are done, they are what? Done. Done. They are not coming back. So we need to control these things because remember, politicians up at the top, especially in governments that aren't always the most honest, you know, you know how it goes. They're not always the most honest and a lot of politicians will have their own preferences, their own agenda, right? And the people might look and say, hold on. You guys are getting a little out of hand, you know. You're and what we have to remember is that the politicians also work for us. Yes, 
that is a good thing a lot of uh, how it's popularized now if you're, you're looking at the u.s examples it almost seems like they're celebrities now i mean certain politicians and certain presidents were celebrities <laughs> you know but we have to remember that these politicians are supposed to be serving the people and sometimes when they lose a little sight of that we start a bottom-up transition we start the protest we start the mass movement and we get it to change right right and when we have these people finally speaking out about how they feel that is something i want to touch on as well it is called preference falsification and especially with jamaica and it's you know turbulent political history we can see that happening many many times so the government doing certain things uh we don't really really love it you know but especially if you are in a vulnerable position or mm-hmm. you you know you just have things to do you can't really be speaking out like that we can look at jamaica in the 80s <laughs> you remember jamaica you've heard about jamaica in the 80s i right? can't remember for something that i wasn't there about baby love <laughs> well of course but you know we've heard our parents speak about it yes, um, my the yes, political tribalism and turmoil that existed yeah, man, at that certainly. point in history JLP versus PNP green versus orange and Jamaica was essentially a war zone and a lot of yeah. people did not feel comfortable speaking out to say hey I don't support the PNP or I don't support the JLP you know because that could prob- probably get you killed um so that would be a good example of something that we call preference falsification but then it works both ways so you can be lying about not supporting the regime right or you can say no you know i secretly don't like what the government is doing right now but let me just hold it let me just what we say hold your position let's just hold it on Let's just relax and I'll just keep this to myself for fear of repercussion. But then it can also happen the other way around. You might well and love the government, you know. You are completely fine with what they're doing, especially if you are benefiting from it. But when you say everybody protests, you know, your, ne- your neighbors come up to you and say, Johnny, you're not going to protest. You're not going out to protest. And you love the you love the regime, you know, you are A-OK. And you say, you know what? I don't want all my family and friends to cut me off. And even though I may secretly enjoy the enjoy the regime and I am living a great life. I have my big house and my big car. You know what? Let me go out and just protest with these people and pretend I was against it all along. So we see that preference falsification working in two ways, but both of them can contribute to what we define as the revolutionary cascade based on people's protest thresholds, right? Right. Right. I think I have a great basic understanding of what a political threshold is. And as a result, what the bottom up. What's the name of that here? The bottom up. The bottom up transition. The bottom up transition. Yes, yes, yes. See, I was paying attention. Yes, of course. Fabulous. You'll get a prize. The prize (laughs) of knowledge. So, what did we learn today, Michaela? We learned about preference falsification. We learned about protest size threshold. And we will learn about 
the revolutionary cascade. We spoke a little bit about the Jamaican political landscape in the 80s, which was a war zone. And we spoke about some modern examples of bottom-up transitions that we are seeing with Greta Thunberg, that we are seeing with the Black Lives Matter protests, that we were seeing with even the capital riots, that we are seeing with anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers, Palestine versus Israel. We are seeing all sorts of things right now. So I think this is a really potent topic for us to speak about, right? Right, it helps us to best understand the world we live in and why some of these things may be happening. Because, well, yes, there are people who are sick of the sick of the status quo, and Jenny Winley wants to see change and go about making this change through protest. We have through their fortification their preference for fortification we will see more and more people attending these protests because they either want to be in on the change or they don't want to be ostracized should the change happen and then because of the political threshold or sorry the protest size of their show yes keep on saying the wrong thing i apologize all right, man. because of, of the peace. protest size threshold we will see more and more people because the more people that come the more people are drawn and the more people feel comfortable attending such a protest and then all of this stands up from the bottom up transition the bottom-up transition which is people seeing what is happening in the world and starting their own grassroots organizations in order to help society move forward and to be a better and brighter place for all so that is what i got from this conversation <laughs> you sound you sound like a politics student man I will stick with my math and my numbers and my econ. <laughs> that is, there is too much, there is too much deep analytical analytical requirement for a politics student that it's, it's just not my forte. I will leave that to my better counterpart. <laughs> It's all right. You see, when you have a wonderful professor like Professor McClendon, politics is easy peasy lemon squeezy. So I'd like to say thank you, Michaela. Thank you for joining us today. And that is the end of another podcast of Things That You Should Know, Politics Edition. So thank you. Good night. We love you. Everything, everything, everything nice. Big up to everyone. Big up to all the people protesting out there. Everybody keep safe. And we are signing off. Bye. Tell them bye, Michaela. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.